Okay, let's pray together. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept the record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for you, Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Father, during this season of pandemic and the season that we are in at this time, Lord, we look to you, Jesus, at this time, and we also wait on you. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. I wait for the Lord. Thank you for another week. And God, thank you for the breath that I have today, the opportunity to hear your word once again. Lord, we don't take this time for granted. Each season, each second, each passing second, each passing minute, each passing hour. God, what an honor it is to spend it in your presence. Lord, thank you for the greatest gift of your Son, of my Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, God, as you transition now to the message, I pray, Holy Spirit, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, my Lord, my rock, and my redeemer. Speak to us, Lord. Cast aside every distraction. Lord, we are listening. We, want, we desire to hear your voice. For we are hungry and we are desperate for your presence today. We love you. We thank you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray. And as God's people, we pray. Amen and amen. Happy Sunday, everyone. Uh, very excited to be here. Let's take a moment to greet our brothers and sisters. Let's take a moment to text our brothers and sisters from our church. Let's go and do so now. Now, today marks part 11 in our Philippians series, and the title is called How to Be Content. Can you repeat after me? How to be, How to be content. After today, we'll have three more sermons left in our Philippians series. So let's go ahead and dive into today's main passage, which is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 13 says this, I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. Now, before I do the points... I would like for us to add the phrase, as God's child or as a child of God. Today, I have three points for us. Point number one is this. Am I content in Christ's 
today. And the key word, the focus here is the word today. Not before, not in the past. I'm talking about right now, today in the present, in the season that we're in, in our lives. So let's take a look at verse 11. Verse 11 reminds us, it says this, I am not saying this because I am in need. For I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I would like for us right now to take a moment to take a hard look at your life right now. Take a look at your life. Can you truly boast and claim that you are content in any situations? At missions when we go overseas and we encounter different things, things that are different from home. Sometimes we may not have running water. Sometimes we may not have a running toilet. When things are different, do we know how to find content or find satisfaction in Jesus Christ? It's like the drama, right, crash landing into you or something like that, where this lady, she lands in North Korea and the whole situation, she's this big fashion, this big star, and everything that she knew, the whole life is different. Can we truly be content in whatever situation, whatever circumstances that we find ourselves in? Whether we are in prison, whether we are hungry, whether we have plenty, whether we are rich, whether we have, whether we have too much or we have too little, can we truly find content as Paul is sharing with us his gems of wisdom right here in Philippians chapter 4? He's sharing with us his gems of wisdom in Christ. It's a secret family recipe that's been passed down to us from generation to generation to all Christians, to all the believers in Jesus Christ all throughout the world from past, present, and future. Paul knew the secret to being content in all circumstances, whether in plenty or in need. The secret to abide in Jesus Christ for strength every single day. Going to God every day on his knees, on our knees, going to him every day, dying to ourselves, seeking strength, drawing strength from our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why John 15 reminds us, as Jesus tells us, that I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What does Paul say again in verse 11? I am not saying this because I am in need. For I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. In other passages, in other references, we understand Paul, he went through a lot in his life. He went through many hardships and also many blessings. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 31, it reminds us that I have worked, Paul, he says here, I have worked much harder been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. 
I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the, co- in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have no hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin, and I do not inwardly burn? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. Again, verse 11, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Going to verse 12, I know what it is to be in need. We just read it here in 2 Corinthians 11. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret, the secret, the secret family recipe to us Christians. To God's children, the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Are you somewhere in a place of discontentment today? Maybe you feel like all of your friends are dating and I'm not dating yet or haven't found someone yet. It could be things like because you still have not finished school yet. Or maybe you just don't have that job where you're not making the money that you wish that you had. Because you are not where you are, quote unquote, supposed to be. And whatever these things may be, whatever they may be today, even right now during pandemic, maybe you finished school and you're looking for a job and jobs are not available and things are difficult at this moment with the economy and everything that's happening around us. Business being shut down. Companies downsizing. No matter where you may be, whatever they may be, rely and abide in Jesus Christ to bring you to a place of contentment. Remember the demon-possessed man that who begged, he was finally free from the demon of lesion, for it was many. He begged and wished for Jesus. When Jesus goes to the other side, he goes to the, the region of Gerasenes, Gerasenes, a place that is the opposite of where the Jews reside. Complete opposite. And we see him, he begs Jesus to take him with him. And what does Jesus tell him? As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But it says Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis. And Luke's version tells us he proclaimed all over town, whole city, how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. And in his gratitude, in his gratitude and in in his contentment in Christ, he went away with gratitude and obeyed the Lord by proclaiming the good 
news. We need to right now ask God to remove from us the feeling of discontentment. We need to rely in Christ, on Christ's strength today. You need to ask God to remove this discontentment and to give you an attitude of contentment right now at this moment. For he will supply all of your needs. He will give it to you if you ask. It's like what we learned during Wednesday Bible study. Right? The scripture reminds us, before a word is on my tongue, that you know it completely, oh Lord. You know everything. Meaning God already knows what you need before you even realize what you need. Therefore, let us not worry about anything. Instead, in petition and with thanksgiving, present our requests and pray to the Lord. That's what it says in Matthew 6, verse 22 to 27. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life, Matthew 10, 29-31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are, more, you are worth more than many sparrows. Or Psalm 37, 4-5. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. In Philippians 4, 6-7, do not be anxious about anything. And we went over this a few weeks ago. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As Christians, we can always delight in the truth, in the truth that God will meet all of our needs. For he already knows what we need before we even ask them. That's why when we're in a situation, when we're treated unfairly, unfair treatments, when we're in a place of poverty, or if we're in a place of persecution for our faith, for what we believe in, evil individuals spreading lies and gossips and rumors about you, even when we are facing death face to face, that we'll have courage like Paul, as Paul did, that no matter what situation, no matter what circumstances, to find the secret of being content in Jesus Christ. That God will provide all of our needs. He will not just meet them to our expectation, but He will far exceed our expectation. He'll go far beyond my needs. That's what it says in verse 12. I know what it is to be in need. I don't know what it is to be plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, no matter what, no matter what I go through, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Let's take a moment to close our eyes just real quick. And I'm just going to read John 15, and please just go ahead and listen to the words that's found here. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
Jesus is saying to us, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If you can open your eyes. Paul here is reminding us the secret of being content in any and every situation. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. So the question, are you content today as God's child, as a child of God? How do you find contentment? You find it in the Lord, in Jesus Christ. Which leads to our number two. As God's child, as a child of God, am I too comfortable today? Am I too comfortable today? Am I too comfortable in my filth? Am I too comfortable in my pride? Am I too comfortable in my shame? Am I too comfortable in my comfort? Am I too comfortable in my safety? Or are you too perfect for you to fall into these traps that we as human beings, that we are so prone to falling under. All of us, we will fall under these categories when we become too comfortable with ourselves. We feel like we have made it, but we have never made it. We will never make it. We have never fully made it until we take our final breath. Every day is a fight. Every day, we must strive after Christ. We must carry the cross every single day. When I'm talking about being content, I'm not talking about being lazy and staying where we are. Every day, we strive further and we push ourselves beyond our limits and we strive and we die to ourselves so that we can be transformed and sanctified in our Lord Jesus Christ to be regenerated in Him every single day. That's what it reminds us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. So if you think that you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Be careful. That's why it's crucial after we go on a retreat, after we, especially after we go on a mission trip, or we're in a spiritual high in a place where we are used by God for a season, be very careful. Check yourself every single day. Why? Because First Peter chapter 5 reminds us, be alert. Be alert and of sober mind. Why? Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And who is that someone? It's you, men and women of God, who are following him faithfully. You are the target. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings 
find hope in God. Find strength in God, for you are not alone in this fight. All the believers around the world are undergoing the same fight. All of us, in different ways, but in the same way. For we are all targets. Don't forget that you are soldiers in Christ. You are soldiers. You are warriors. You are called to put on the armor of God. Every day is a fight. Every day is a battle that we need to fight and we need to be active in. We are not called to go AWOL or go lazy in our duties as Christians. We need to be like watchmen, standing firm, faith, faithfully, waiting on Jesus Christ every day, living for him. We must stay active and fight and add resistance to our faith. That's why whenever you see a movie with apocalypse or the end, the group of people who are fighting against the machines or the zombies, they're called the resistance. That's what we are called to be, to resist, to have resistance to our faith. We need to work out our salvation, fight the good fight, not just go with the flow, not go as using God as a magical, magical genie, using him only when we need him and forgetting him, or just remembering him only when we eat, or only in holidays, special moments, at funerals, weddings. And for the rest, God is not in the center. He's not even in the picture. Every day, God is included in your life through the ups and downs, whether you are well-fed or whether you are hungry, whether you have plenty or whether you are in need. Every day is a fight. You need to work out your salvation. Fight the good fight. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 reminds us this. Continue. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's talking about reverence to God. Don't forget who you're serving. The God of reverence are everything. That's what we remember Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We all know verse 9 is about grace But 10 reminds us, for we are God's handiwork. It says we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are called to work at resistance to our faith. If your body is too comfortable, and we've been getting a little too comfortable during this pandemic, your body will start to break down. If you do a stat on two individuals, one person who exercises and another person who is too comfortable and all they do is spend time watching TV, whose body will last longer? Whose body will be stronger in the long run? If your body is too comfortable, your body will start to break down. So in order for you to have a healthy heart, in order for you to have healthy lungs, in order for you to have strong muscles and strong bones and strong ligaments and to have good blood flow in your body, For everything in your body to remain strong is for you to add exercise to your daily routine. Resistance to your body. We are called to challenge ourselves to go far and beyond. Many of us, we like to stay in the little leagues, right? We like to stay in the little leagues and be comfortable where we are. And if you're good, if you're a good athlete in a small town, that's good. But the real question is, can you handle all the extra pressure of competing 
of going further, competing in the county, competing in the states, competing in the nationals, competing in the world. If you want to get higher in your level and become stronger in your body, you need to add resistance in order for you to become stronger. If all you're doing is exercising with people who are quote-unquote weaker than you and you make yourself good and when you're exercising is your feel-good piggy bank ego all you're doing is putting into the feel-good piggy bank ego that I am the strongest here but if you want to truly change you need to surround yourselves with people you need to add resistance with people who are sharper than you then we can truly become stronger if you want genuine change we need to change our habits we need to change our thought process We need to change the people that we surround ourselves with. That's why it reminds us in Proverbs 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. And we're reminded from last week's message, who is speaking to you? Who is in your inner circle? Who is whispering to you in the dark? Who do you speak to? Who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? That's why Paul says here in verse 11, going back to Philippians 4, verse 11 to 12, it says, I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want and Paul says here in verse 13 I can do all this through him who gives me strength Paul again the context he's in prison this could be his hand we don't know he doesn't know that he doesn't know that he will escape he will get out of this prison this season in his life but Paul here is speaking from his heart He's not using God as a magical genie. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But this is in a situation where he finds himself in a very difficult place, in a dark place in his life, in this season. And he says in verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. He still hasn't given up. He's conditioning himself. He's disciplining his mind, his body, his faith in such a way. He's teaching us to learn the secret of being content in any and every situation. And the answer is Jesus Christ. So going back to our point and the question, as God's child, as a child of God, am I too comfortable today? And with that, I'm going to have one sole point here. And letter A, it's this. Are you growing in Christ today? Are you growing? Or are you too comfortable? And are you remaining the same and wanting to stay where you are? In order for us to grow, I can't stress this enough, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Leave your comfort. Leave it. Get out of your own little four walls that you have placed yourself in. 
you know, and this was a great lesson for me. You know, this week I had a chance to uh, take the tree. I've been uh, growing the tree, the olive tree that you guys got me for my birthday last year. I've been growing that inside the house by the window. It's been growing and it grew a lot. Uh, It's like taller than me. And I realized that the leaves were falling and and the weather was pretty good, especially it was was very windy. I think it was uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday was a very windy day. And went outside and planted the tree outside, picked a spot and and, uh, dug the ground and made sure that I took it out very carefully. And what I noticed was that if I didn't do this sooner, the tree was going to eventually die. It had to eventually leave the pot. The pot is pretty big, right? It's, 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 it's pretty big and had to eventually leave in order for it to grow three or four more feet. And what I also noticed when I took the tree out, that within the fertilizer, that there was another pot in there, a smaller pot, and whoever made the pot with the tree originally, they did not take it out of the, the little pot that it had. And what ended up happening was, the pot, as, as a tree grew, as the roots grew, it just literally, it just, the pot just exploded. It's like Hulk, where like the Hulk grows and his pants rip. That's literally what happened. So the pots were shattered everywhere. I'm going to show you an image of, of, of what happened. And it's a good thing that I noticed it on time, because if, if, the, if the tree continued to stay in that state, the tree would have died. And now it's outside. I was watering it. I was so happy. It was sunny, beautiful. You'll see it in the picture. In order for us to truly grow, we need to get out of our comfort zone. You need to leave your comfort. The tree who grew his whole life, well, it's a he because it's my tree, so it's a he, it's a gender, it's a he, not a she. If he truly, it was scary for him to go outside, but in order for him to truly grow and flourish and to go further, he had to leave his nest. He had to get out of his comfort. So the lesson here is this, is to leave your comfort. Be ready to go out of your comfort zone. I'm not saying intentionally place yourself in a situation where you do, you find yourself in a difficult position. But I'm saying whatever happens in life, whatever life throws at you, whatever situation, circumstances that come at you, I'm not saying make yourself intentionally difficult. Like you're really mad, you're like so rich, you're mad rich, but yet you decide to drive like a little pickup truck and you have all this money and there's nothing wrong with that, but be real. If you're rich, be rich. If you're poor, be poor. It doesn't matter. Whether you have plenty or you're in a position and a place of being in need. It's about Christ. Therefore, find contentment in God. Which leads me to my last point. Point number three. Point number three is this. Am I strong in Christ today? As God's child and as a child of God, am I strong in Christ right now, today? It's not a matter of if I was strong yesterday, quote-unquote when I was younger, or back in the day, or when I was more innocent and naive, when I went to church, when I followed my friends, when I followed my mom or my dad, and I went to church to see my friends. 
But the true question is, am I strong in Christ right now at this time? Am I in my current age right now, in the, per- in the present stage of my life, right now in my walk with God? Am I strong in Christ? Am I remaining strong? Am I standing firm? Am I listening? Am I genuinely standing strong in Jesus Christ today? Not yesterday, but right now at this moment. Verse 13 reminds us, and if you're at home listening, let's all read it together. Let's shout it out from our voices. And can we all say it together? Ready? One, two, three. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Let's read it one more time with courage and with faith. And as Paul shouted from the depth of his heart in a place of prison, let us say the same phrase. Let's read it one more time. I can do all this through him who gives me strength through Jesus Christ. Am I strong in Christ today? Paul here has such confidence in who he was in his identity in Jesus Christ. So the question is, do you have confidence in who you are in Jesus Christ as Paul did? Paul understood that the world that he lived in was broken. But Apostle Paul did not see the world with worldly lens as the world did. Apostle Paul did not pursue his own dreams, his own desires, as the world did. But Apostle Paul saw his life from a spiritual lens. When I say spiritual lens, I'm saying from the perspective, from the view of God's view. From God's desires, what broke God's heart also broke Paul's heart. And what breaks God's heart? should break our hearts as well. For our hearts belong to Jesus Christ. No matter what I go through, shipwrecked, flogged, beaten, prison, no matter what I face, my life belongs to you, Jesus Christ. Those were the words of Apostle Paul. And those should be our words as well. Verse 13 reminds us, I can do all things. I can do all this through Christ, through Him who gives me strength. Paul's heart reflected the heart of Jesus Christ. It was a transformed. It was a regenerated. It was a sanctified heart. A sanctified life. In Jesus Christ. If you could close your eyes with me at this time. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. With our eyes closed, remembering verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Paul detached himself from worldly fame, from worldly possessions, but pursued and desired on the eternal blessings that is only found in Jesus Christ. When we find ourselves fulfilling our desires with shopping, eating, or video games, etc., and not time to time, but obsessively, it's a sign that there's something missing, that we are feeling lonely inside, that we need a Savior to fulfill our desires, our true desires. And that desire can only be filled through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we as human beings find true contentment in this life, in this one life that we have? Men and women of God, as disciples of Jesus Christ, how do we find contentment? The answer is simple. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. With our eyes closed, as God's child, am I content in Christ today? As God's child, Am I too comfortable today? With the sub point, are you growing in Christ today? And number three, as God's child, am I strong in Christ today? With our eyes closed, can we just declare our praises and our prayers to our Father in heaven? Can we find our contentment in our Lord Jesus Christ? Remembering the title, How to Be Content. How to overcome the ups and downs of this life. You look to Christ and you fight the good fight. You keep pursuing. Can we at this time in our own voices, let's pray to God and let's make our voices known to our Father in heaven. Let's cry out to Him for He is listening to us. Let's pray together.
rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Father, we find our contentment in you today. Ups and downs, no matter where we are, we rely on you, Lord. We're reminded today of finding satisfaction, finding hope. As Paul found hope in the midst of a situation as he was in prison, we choose today to find contentment in you. That doesn't mean that we're going to be lazy and we're going to live our own lives, our own dreams. But Lord, no matter what life brings, we can hope in the hope that is found, in the eternity that is found in Jesus Christ. We trust in you, Lord, especially during this season and this time, Lord. We look to you. Holy Spirit, come and strengthen us. Strengthen your people. We pray for all the believers all around the world who are undergoing persecutions and trials. I pray, God, you strengthen them. And God, that we'll be reminded that we are all in this fight together. Well, let us fight this fight well. Let us remember that we are soldiers in Christ, that we are warriors, and you have called us your workmanship to do good works which you have created in us for us to do. We look to you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and I pray, and God's people pray. Amen and amen.